space or time I love you for my life you're a friend of mine and when my life is over remember 
Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am E5 Bayo. Grab a seat, cup a squat, get a pillow, a chair. Hell, sit right here on the stoop. Get you something warm, a cola drink, some water, some juice, some coffee, some milk. Hell, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. And I mean that. I was supposed to do this podcast yesterday on Mother's Day, but I didn't get a chance to do it. The energy was heavy through all my life. I've seen Mother's Day where the mothers get all dressed up and they're on it. Man, they have their outfit on. If it falls on a Sunday, the church be packed. They have a Mother's Day luncheon or a Mother's Day feast and Mother's Day dinner. Not this year. This year was very heavy. This year was more about healing and celebrating. It was healing. This year was about just trying to recalibrate your life, dealing with loss, starting back from the beginning, or starting, just starting. A lot of people didn't even want to get out their beds yesterday. You know, um, it's only May we had 200 mass shootings already. It's only May. It's only been two years, COVID struck. Man, we lost a lot of people. Mothers can't even celebrate Mother's Day because the children they were mothers too are no longer here. Taken away at gun violence for whatever reason. Mothers had to deal with loss. Children had to deal with loss of their mothers. Some mothers were their providers, were their confidant, were their best friends. And they don't have that. So now they're trying to learn to live their life without that person no longer being here in the physical. And it takes time. It's about healing. Churches wasn't full. Restaurants usually be packed, man, waiting room only. Child, you can walk in any restaurant and just sit down. One pack. Churches usually have like a Mother's Day thing and, you know, a little uh, Mother's Day where kids will get up and thank God for the mothers. They even have that. A lot of people were scared to go out because they're not sure if something might snap and somebody just going to random killing spree. So it's fear. It's healing. It's, it's a lot. That was, And then they have to deal with their everyday lives. People lost jobs. People are scared. They still think COVID is out there. And in a way, it still is. You know, even though uh, the health department now says that uh, the World Health Organization says that, 
you know, COVID is no more. Well, that's a lie because you got hospitals and different clinics that's still saying, hey, wear these masks. So, hey, but it was. So the first phone call I received was from my brother. Now, prior to Mother's Day Saturday, we were supposed to have like a family Zoom to everybody just start saying good stories and stuff about their mothers. Well, Saturday came and I didn't do it. So I posted in our family group chat, hey, y'all, my apologies. Um, you know, we're not going to do the Zoom for, you know, today because a lot of people, are, you know, family members uh, say fall back because they're still dealing with the loss of their mother. And I went in to say, you know, that I pray for healing for everyone and that when it's time and, you know, everyone is getting to that place, um, we can celebrate. But as for now, I pray healing on and my phone and as well as me, I'm available if anyone needs to talk. That was it. And right when I hit send, I knew my brother was going to call me. I knew. I saw it. I saw him picking up the phone calling me. And he did. He didn't. He, he did not prove me wrong. He called and said, now, mind you, it's the family group chat. So everybody saw it. He said, oh, did I miss it? I said, miss what? He said, oh, the Mother's Day thing. Because I was busy. People, one thing I don't like is a liar. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm serious. And I, I think when you reach a certain age, real talk, my podcast, I like to be transparent. When we, when, um... When you reach a certain age, you you shouldn't have to resort to lying on anything. I have an iPhone. The majority of my family has an iPhone. They let you know when your texts are read. So I said, let me entertain because I already was there in the rabbit hole anyway. I said, no, I wrote a, uh, <laughs> I said, I wrote a, I wrote in a family text group and, um, you know, family members were like, you know, they're not ready. Who said it? I said, why? Now, before you pass judgment on anything, in my mind, you should, or how I believe, you should have all the information. If you don't have all the information, you can't pass judgment. You, you shouldn't have no kind of conversation whatsoever. So I never said who said what or when did they say it. Never said that. So he said, oh, you believe that? Because I think it's something else. So now I'm also, as I grew up, I've learned never build a story in your head. Because you can't think for another person. You only can think for you. Never build a story in your head. If I tell you, hey, you invite me to an event and go, nah, you know, I'm cool. I don't want to go. Thank you. I'm going to sit this one out. And you ask, some people ask, oh, well, why? Well, because you know what? I'm not feeling well. I really am not. And that is it. I told you, right? Now, where does it say, or where did anywhere in that conversation I said, I don't want to go because I don't like you. I don't want to go. We're friends. You invited me to an event. I'm not feeling well. Okay. So, my cousins, one of them, my aunt passed away last year, and the other one, my aunt passed away just a few months ago. They're not used to having these Mother's Day without their mothers being here. I'm, my mother's been dead over 20 years. We done celebrated a lot of Mother's Day over these years. 
we have, we have time to recalibrate our life. My cousins and them, they haven't even gotten there. It's only been a few months for one and one year for another. So he goes, I think it's something else. So I'm for one, that, well, how, how, why would you make up the story? This, this is what it is. They, their mother just died a few months ago. Don't have anything to do with anything. So before I jump to conclusions, I need to understand and hear, well, why would you think that way? Right? So I became quiet. Now I'm going to give you a space so you can voice what it is. He was like, yeah, you know, because, you know, they, they, they only call me when they want stuff or when they need something. Like my cousin Anthony called him and was like, hey, cuz, I'm coming in. Can you pick me up? You know, so now I'm listening. Right. Listening with understanding and comprehending. Then I gave, I, you know, when he said, well, what do you think? Well, they fell in love with your hand and not your heart. And I see where you don't have no boundaries. You have nothing set where all you're doing is constantly giving and they're constantly taking. There's no boundaries. Now that you're on this healing journey, now you're putting up boundaries and you have to stand on them. If not, then they are going to test it. Right. And I told him, I said, there's a reason why they don't call me for that, because the first thing I tell them is don't ask me for anything that you're not willing to give to me. Real talk. My cousin Peter, my cousin Lisa, all of them. Don't ask me for anything that you're not willing to do the same for me. Don't ask me. So and I stand on that. Right. If my cousin, my brother, one of them, if, if I'm in a bad situation, I say, hey, Blair, yo, you. Look out, my brother be like, yo, this is what I got. Okay, thanks, right? But if I can't ever do that with you, then don't do it to me. My cousin Peter, I love him. He he ain't giving me no money. So you can't call me and ask me for money. You, you never, I can't come to you and be like, yo, cuz, what's up? You gonna give me $100, $50? No. First thing, nah, uh-uh. But see, when he on his ass, but he knows to skip over my number because I let it be known. Face to face. We ain't doing this over the phone. Don't ask me for nothing that you're not willing to give me. He was like, yeah, okay, I got you, cuz. So they don't call me for that. I don't drive, and especially, I'm not Uber. So, no, don't call me to pick you up nowhere. How you got here? <laughs> you better make the best of your situation. I know you lying. I can't call you and tell you, come and get me or come and look out for me. No. So, there's set boundaries. My brother didn't do that. So, he's saying, oh, well, they don't want to do it because... You know, they don't want to see me. Now, when my aunt passed, first let me give you a little history. When we were coming up, it was always taught to us you honor the oldest, right? The oldest one is the one you go to, the one that helps you and all of that, right? Guides you, all of that. Well, my mother and them did that. And I constantly remind people, right? And they get in their feelings. But I constantly remind people, the world that you was raised in is not the world that exists in this day and time. You can't do what you did back then and think you're going to get the same results with what's going on now. And a lot of people have a hard time seeing that. The person that says, oh, well, when I was young, well, that was when, how I many, 40, 50 years ago? We in a whole new time. <laughs> they didn't have cell phones back then. We got them now. Nah, everything changes. Everything evolves. So stop, right? So anyway... My brother is 
one that lives by that adage. He believes lives by that belief. The oldest one you have to go to with, you know, your problems and, you know, you have to add him. And my brother loves to micromanage. He's a true tourist in every sense of the passion. And it doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just I know that he's stuck in that time, right? And a lot of people don't like to be brought up into this new day and age. They they don't. They like to live in that time, right? And it's hurtful to uh, a sense, right? Because you have people that, well, that's just the way I am. Well, I stopped saying that a good 10 years ago because I always have to leave room for growth. I, You know, times have changed. People have evolved. I've evolved. So I can't go and do the things that Ifa Bayo did when she was 18. That Ifa Bayo don't exist no more. She done outgrew that. And if I keep on doing the same shit that I was when I was doing with AT, then where did the evolution, where did the growth come in at? That means I'm stuck. And I don't like being stagnant. Stagnant water gets spoiled. So no. And bitter. So he's so used to that that he doesn't realize that now we are grown. We are grown. We have children, grandchildren. Some of us have great-grandchildren. We've been married, divorced, widowed. Like, we've lived life. We don't need your counsel. You know, we're not kids, right? And my Uncle Julius is stuck in the same mentality. Don't get it twisted, right? Because he's the first one. Oh, y'all got to come to me. For what? I was like, excuse me, sir, for what? Why, why are we coming to you? Oh, because, you know, I, I can help you. Help me do what? Blair, you need to re- uh, Acclimate yourself on how to deal with this world. You've been going for damn near 25 years in prison. When you left, they ain't have none of this. So relax, Blair. Relax. Get get you get caught up in, in life. Don't worry about us. We grown. And he really took that offensive. Like dogged me out. Not to my face, but to the family. Oh, she thinks she knows everything. Player, you've been going for 25 years. 25 years. Uh hello? We, we have moved. We have done all of this. Uh, no, we don't need to come to you. Now, if I need something to know about prison, then maybe I'll come to you for that. No shade. But anything about life, you can't. Nigga, you grew up behind four walls. Shut up, right? So that was my comeback to him. But I understand the mentality because my brother is the same way. So when my aunt passed away, my aunt has a lot of children. They all came together, however they did it, and they took care of it. So my brother felt the kind of way because they didn't come to him. And he was. He was hurt. But that's how reality is if you're not growing. The world will just pass you by. You'll be stuck on the stoop watching everything go by. No. Get up off the stoop and start living. Right? So they didn't ask him for anything. They didn't ask for his opinion. They didn't do none of that. And he was in his feelings. So to him, that's the reason why they didn't have it. And I'm like, well, you didn't know who said they didn't want it. You don't know what was the conversation. But you're building up this whole story all around you. And that's not how it went. And then I'm like, yo, you know, a lot of people passed. A lot of mothers lost their kids. No one is really... Mother's Day is here. We honor it. But it's more of a healing. It's not really a celebrating. And I can't get mad at them. It's... You give them their space to heal. You give them the space where if they want to come to you, they can. Right? So also, I also noticed, real talk, that, you know, my brother felt some kind of way because they didn't go to him. They 
they went to her. Like, you know, so in a way I'm like, okay, I love you. But now I need to sit and listen. And I remember when my cousin Skinny was like, yo, you know, you're easy to talk to. And I was like, yeah. I said, for real? I said, oh, I have my moments, <laughs> right? And I was laughing. He was laughing. He said, nah, you know, I, I don't have to be nobody else. I can be me. I said, well, who else are you supposed to be, right? So we're cracking jokes and stuff. And he said, yo, you know, you're nothing like your brother. And I thought y'all all were alike. And I was like, oh, that was your first mistake. And he was like, yeah, because, you know, he judges. He wasn't lying. But I understand, Right? Because it took me back when I was talking to my brother yesterday. It took me back. Once again, when I had my son, I was 14 going on 15. His father was 16 going on 17. I never saw a 17-year-old use drugs. Never. Not dope. I saw them smoke weed, sniff coke, a few crackheads. Back then it was called baseheads. So, yeah, I saw that. But they were a little older than 17. Here, this 17-year-old was sniffing dope and nodding. That amazed me. That hurt me. That was like, wow. And it was so close to home. A good girlfriend, right? Well, a girlfriend back then, she did it malicious. She thought she was hurting me. But in reality, she really helped me. And I'm forever grateful. Because she was doing it to be like, oh, that's your baby daddy. Look at him. And I was directly across the street from him. If he wasn't nodding and so high, he would have turned and looked. And he would have saw me standing there, belly and all. And because I was, I'm just so hard-headed and the Aries nature kicked in. that I refused to let a tear shed. So we walked back to the projects. And I made up some lame excuse. I don't even remember. Lame excuse. So I was like, yo, I'm going home. And I'll see y'all later. And I went home and I started crying and my mother, you know, I told my mother and I knew right then and there my mother and them had came with, um, yeah, we're going to have to help her raise this child, you know. And I'm grateful for the village of everyone that raised, helped me raise him. No, he wasn't in no group home. No, nobody didn't have him legally. He was mine and I raised him, my daughter and all the rest of them, right? So I just couldn't, I couldn't understand, right? So... While I was pregnant, I met his stepfather. I didn't lie to him. I let him know I was pregnant and stuff like that. And he was like, yo, we can do this together. Don't worry about it. And God bless Divine because he he never, he to me, in front of me, now I don't know what he did behind me, but all the love and the, uh, the respect he showed me coming in, like, yo, thank you. That's why if he ever need anything, I'm, I'm the first one. What you need, player? What you got? You hungry? What? Because, you know, he always look out for me. And whenever we hang out, there's nothing sexual. There's nothing like that. We talk about like life, politics, the world. Like he's a good conversationalist. Anybody ever talk to him? Like really talk to him? Oh, I love talking to him. It's a good vibe, right? We go to the city. We love exploring stuff, you know. So I remember my son was like, "Oh, don't tell me y'all rekindle." No, like that's gonna always be my homeboy. He did something that you know he stepped up. So I can't, I can't be mad. So I remember. When my brother came to me, now my son is grown. He has a child of his own. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't even know how him and somebody else got into the conversation. He was like, yeah, because, you know, I was talking about you. And I was like, you know, did she ever tell Devon that that's not his son? And I was like, yeah, I've been told when my son was in public school. He was like, what, when? You, you did? I didn't know that. I was like, I wasn't fucking you, so why should I tell you? <laughs> right? And I guess he wasn't ready for the answer. But 
He was like, oh, you didn't come to me. Why? Were you, were you buying pampers and stuff? Were you going to raise him? Were you in the school? Did you sit on the PTA board? Did you take him to doctors and stuff? I mean, you was the uncle. You played your part. You took him to the movies and, you know, we brought little gifts and stuff. And every so often, if my mother had something to do, your baby said, but other than that, you weren't a primary caregiver. You weren't there. I, I was there. You know, when the school called, they called for his mother. They didn't call for her uncle. So he wasn't ready for that answer, right? And I guess he must have thought I was lying or whatever, right? So he, when he asked my son, my son was like, no, I've been to when I was in public school, um, Divine and my mother told me. I learned at a young age from watching kids learn about their family, side note. And how they learn where people can be really malicious. And it's usually your family members that'll do it. So I never wanted that for my children. Anything you need to know, ask me, I'll tell you. Or I'm going to tell you beforehand, right? So it was shocking to him, I guess, because I didn't come to him. And I'm like, why? why? First of all, why would I? Right? It don't have nothing to do with you at all. You know? It was between the two people that was going to be a important figure in his life. And that was real talk back then. So I understood what my cousin was saying. And I also know that boundaries are something that should be set with families, loved ones, friends, all that. Like these are things I'm not putting up with. Don't ask me for something that I can't ask you for. Don't think I'm going to jump off, jump out the window for you if you won't even open the door for me. We're not doing that. Right. So anyway, they didn't come to him and he felt really violated because they didn't come to the oldest person. Some same way reaction like my uncle Julius. And so when he was like, um, you know, you're a better person than me because I think it's more. And I'm like, what part do you not get? Right. Because their mother just died a few months ago. They're still healing. It's the first Mother's Day they have with their mother not being there. For my other cousins, this is their second. We still communicate in the family chat. We don't have to um, come to you because we've now paved our own way. You know, uh, some people don't have the luxury of having a solid foundation and people they can talk to. Some people do, right? And my brother still lives in that day old. So of those days where you come to the oldest and, you know, like, like we're in the uh, mob. You got to come to the head of the family. No, it's, we, we ain't in no mob. Like, you know, I don't have to come to you for anything. Right? So when I was sitting here, like I said, I, I knew like, yo, I, I talked to people. Every phone call that I got yesterday was, I'm trying to deal with my mother not being here. I'm trying to deal with me being a mother and I buried my child. Like, it was just a healing, but it hurts. You know what I'm saying? And the most that you can do is give a listening ear or pray for them and give them their space. You can't bully people into healing the way you want to heal. My mother been dead for 20-something years. We still, I do, I can't speak for them, I can speak for me, I still feel some kind of way, you know, 
after all those years, my father been dead for nine years. Father's Day, yeah, still rocks me. But I, I know that my father told me something that I take to heart and I tell my kids. He said, I lived in this world without you. You never lived in this world without me. My job as a parent is to teach you and give you the tools to function as though I'm not here. And I'm grateful that he did that. A lot of parents don't. I'm grateful for that. Right? It still hurts. We still, because you want your parent or you want your loved one here physically. But they're not. So, okay. Now I have to learn how to live as though they're physically not here. But what I'm not going to do is make have anyone force me to heal or to put aside how I feel so I can make you feel great. No, that's never happening. So as I was in here, I started cleaning up. I was listening to music and stuff. And in between of calls and people talking to me, I heard music outside. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now, mind you, I live across you from a church. And the guy was there and there's on the side of the church there's this statue encased in this little house right it's not little it's big it's taller than us it's big right where it's either saint agnes or mother mary but i know it represents the women the mothers and he played this beautiful song that was in spanish that was it wasn't bumpity bump it was really mellow and he had his doors in the back of his car open where the speaker was. And he stood there. He had flowers. And I watched him for 20 minutes pray and give, just sing this song to his statue. And I was like, I stand on what I believe. This, this, I, I stand on what people were saying. They're healing. They're healing. And this was his way of healing. Now, my first instinct was to grab the phone and, you know, record it. But that voice in my head said, not, not now. And I watched him for 20 minutes. A car didn't go by. The bus didn't go by. For 20 minutes, this man had his time to sing and heal for whatever it is. And then I started praying. I started praying for his healing. For real. Because it was so beautiful. It was. It was so beautiful. And I was like, wow. And it lets me know that, it let me know that, I was, I was right to honor those families that in my family, my cousins and them, that are learning how to heal without their mother and to give them their space. And when they're ready, they know how to contact us and we can have a great Mother's Day where we can smile, laugh, and cry. And they're already in a place where they can talk about their mother in a way that they feel comfortable at. I know it's Mother's Day, you know, yesterday, but it was also... Again, a day of healing. And you have to give people space to heal. You cannot bully them. And it was sad because I'm like, I know my cousins in them. And, you know, I I understand when people are going through something, the last thing they want is judgment. The last thing they want is for somebody to tell them, oh, get over it. What? Like, no, it doesn't work that way. And I also learned when you're healing, you don't need to help heal nobody else because you take the focus and that energy off of you and you pour it in someone else and you really ignore yourself. And then when you get frustrated or you hear those famous words, I didn't ask for your help. Now you mad. You got an attitude. Now everything they say is negative. Well, they didn't ask for your help. They didn't. 
And I, I, I'm a strong believer of confidentiality. I, I really take that to heart. Because if you, it, it used to be where people used to be like, yo, don't share this. Now I look at them and be like, where? Where did you hear me sharing something? Oh, no. So then don't, you don't have to say that. I wait for the words to say, oh, no, you can talk about it anywhere. Oh, okay. All right. But it also, it, it, it depends on the situation. If you're telling me you were abused or, you know, you were raped, I'm not going to sit there and talk about it on Facebook. But like, yeah, well, she got raped. No. No. Now, every time it's, oh, yeah, girl, you know, I hit the number. You can share that. Oh, okay, child, she lucky. She used some oil or whatever. Y'all better get with it. Okay. But it's just not a norm for me. I, I have to get your permission. So, anyway... While we was talking, he was like, so who said it? Why? It doesn't matter. All of them just lost their mother. Now, I love my cousins, right? And I have a cousin that she is, she's hurting. She really is hurting. She's going through a lot. And I was respectfully, I said, I'm not the person to help you because when she's hurting, she likes to lash out. And she'll want to argue with you to see, or it's like a test to see if, and these are her words, to see if you can withstand, you know, being with around her. So you just going to blatantly start something because you're hurting. I said, so that saying is true. Hurt people know how to hurt people. I said, girl, I'm not in the space for that. Get somebody else to do it. So then she wants to sit there and argue and all that. And I was like, yo, I'm a, right now, I, I can't. Right, you're not in the same state with me. We barely really talk. I reach out, you want to stop mess. Let me block you, and you go on with your life. So when my brother had asked me, because she already called him, she asked me, and I was like, "Listen, I'm not in the space to help her." Right? I said because she wants to argue, and it's like a test. If you can withstand her, you know, arguing with you and all that, then you're the person to help her. Girl, get therapy because that's above my pay rate. So my brother, because he's older. He figure, you know, it doesn't, it won't happen to him. He's the oldest. They have to respect him. Well, she did far worse to him than she did to me. And when he told me, I said, what part didn't you understand when I told you what she do? And I started laughing because, listen, I get it. We all are egotistical. We all are. Somewhere along the line, we really all are. We all want to be that person that everybody go to. We all want to be the one with all the answers. Well, in your fantasy world, that might sound beautiful and it may, you know, work for you. But in reality, in that real world, you so far from the truth that it's sad. You're blind. But you have most people that really have that mentality. And once again, we're still on a healing journey. So many lives were lost. If we find a little bit of happiness, applaud them. Don't judge them. They've been through a lot. This world, everyone in it, all over, have been through a lot. They have. You, you got to give them space. You have to allow people to go through things. You can't just think of some story or some made-up version in your head of why people are hurting. or That's why I ask. I ask people. How can I be of service to you? What, what can I do to point to you to help you? Because the worst words to hear is you jumping out the window for people and you going in and helping them. And the person they say, 
but I ain't never asked you. And in reality, they didn't. They really didn't. They didn't ask. You so busy trying to save the world and knowing the very things you should be taking care of, which is yourself. You want to run out and help everybody else. And then you get mad. You get triggered. Oh, it's triggering. No, work on you. Save that little girl or little boy that's been begging to be saved inside of you. Your smaller version of you. Stop trying to worry about what everybody else is doing, especially if they didn't ask you. And if people are not comfortable with sharing their information with you, don't get mad at the person they choose to share it with. They ain't got nothing to do with you. Give them a safe space. I've been living by one motto for the past 12 years. If you can't help them, don't hurt them. Give them to the people that can help them. And that's it. I can't do everything. This old dude speaks of that, of this year. You can't do everything. You can't be everything to everybody. Let other people do it. It's okay. It doesn't take away from you. It doesn't take away from you as a person. It doesn't make you seem like you're bad. No. I can't do everything. I've read cards. I've been reading cards for damn near 28 years. But you think I'm going to read everybody? No. You got other people that do. You got people that will never come to me. They'll be like, nah, she too aggressive. And you got people that go somewhere else. And I respect that. You know what? How I see it in the end, they went to go get help. That's it. That's all. It's not about me. It's not about you. They went to go get some help. They reached out to somebody. They understood they can't do this alone. So kudos to them for doing that. If you're still stuck in the age of where, oh, they only have to come to me. It's all about me. Then you need to check yourself because it's not about you. It's bigger than both you and me put together. Yes, people need help. Yes, they need healing. And they're going to go to who they resonate with. And I'm grateful for it. I'm never that mother because I've met mothers where they never wanted their kids to talk to nobody. But they, they don't make it easy for your kids to talk to you. That's why I always tell my kids, listen, say what's on your mind. Give me a moment because I'm human. I'm, I'm a, I got feelings. I might go off or whatever, but it's, I'm not going off at the action or whatever it is you're going. I'm going off because I'm like, ah, I can't believe this. But I have to give you safe space. You got to talk. My mother did that with me. So, yes, talk. Open up your mouth. Let, let me know what's going on. I do it to my grandsons, my grandkids. What's going on? And they be like, oh, um, this and this. Okay, all right. So as long as, long as you're getting some help. I'm not that person where, uh, um, that, um, you know, oh, no, they can't go to nobody else. No, shit, if they can help them and, and talk them off of a ledge and show them some respect, by all means. I can't be everywhere and I can't be with everything for everybody. I can't. I'd be fooling myself trying to believe that. But you have some people that believe that. Oh, no. Uh-uh. If they don't come to me, they can't go to nobody. I met a, a woman that her child was gay. She hated gay people. So how your child going to come to you if you hate gay people? You done said it so many times. You say you hate gay people. So how, how are they going to come to you? So they choose to go to someone else, and she was livid. Like, how dare you? I don't give a fuck. And when the child spoke, I was like, listen, I can't come to you. You hate gay people. And, you know, I wanted to let you know this. And she was shocked. And I'm sitting there, and she's like, 
I'm not mad that you went to someone, but you could have came to me. He said, well, what could I have said? Because you've said over and over plenty of times you hate gay people. You don't like them. They should be killed. They should be this. They should be that. So it's nothing positive. He said, I'm your child. So if you're saying that about people that you're supposed to be friends with, how you know, because that's the image that he had in his head. She said, you're right. I do hate gay people. Pack your shit and get out. So why would you want him to come here? There's no safe space. And you're mad at the person he chose to come? And the person still said at the end of the day, I'll go with you for support. We can go and talk to your parents. Like, real talk, no one's no one's not excluding you. But not everybody can go to, to the people. I can't, listen, let me explain to y'all. I can't go to my family if I'm going through something that's spiritual. I can't go to them. When I was in y'all world, they was cracking jokes. Oh, why you wearing this white looking like Whoopi Goldberg? You eating on the floor. You can't take pictures. I'm going to sneak and take a picture. You're not going to respect that. So guess what? Let me remove myself. I can't go to them with nothing spiritual. They're going to crack jokes. They're going to get on the phone and gossip about me. So why would I go to the very people that I know have no safe space for me to be who I am, don't have no kind of respect or anything, and you're just trying to listen so you can crack jokes on me afterwards? You're the last people I'm going to. I'm grateful that I have people I can't go to, but I can't go to them. But guess what? You know what I come up to about? Well, why didn't you come to me? Are you stupid? <laughs> That's my answer. I really do. I look at him and be like, are you stupid? Are you dumb, dumb? What? Do you believe in what I believe? Oh, hell no, girl. I, um, that's stupid. So why would I come to you about anything of that? Why would you? But we want this to please people. We want to, you know, not make people mad. I don't give a flying fuck, and I'm here to tell y'all. If you didn't want to get out of bed yesterday, today, or even tomorrow is not looking great, relax, heal. No one's going to rush you. No one's going to make fun of you. No one's going to bully you. If you get up just to wash the dishes and wash your ass, you did a great thing. Take your time in healing. You do not have to go and occupy spaces where you're not respected, heard, honored, or even felt safe in. I don't care who it is. If you have lost a loved one or a friend or somebody that you hold dear, mourn. Heal through that. It's a process. It's not going to, they die tomorrow, you great today. No, it, it's a process. And there's no time limit or a time frame where if, you, if they die Friday, you should be good on next week Friday. No, some people take years. There's no time frame. Find where you are comfortable. And if you have someone you can talk to that's not going to judge you or not going to bully you or not going to make you feel less than, then find that person and hold them there. And if you can't find nobody else, go find a therapist to let all that go. But do not have no one rush you. And even if they come up with a story in their mind, at least you know, God showed you. Don't you, you know right firsthand. Uh-uh. We're not doing this. Because I, I even get on my daughters and them when they go, oh, but I thought you was going to, you ha you have your head to think for you, your brain, right? You can't think for me. All you have to do is ask. And if I tell you, then that's the answer I'm giving. Oh, but no, no, no. 
Don't allow your experience with other people try to blend all of us together and think we're all the same. We're not. We're not. I constantly tell people that. For real. And I'm going to keep on saying it. All men are dogs. No. Marcus that cheated on you was the dog. Don't blame all men. You don't know all men. The same way. All women. I can't deal with all women. They petty. No. Brula that was your friend that dissed you. That's who you mad at. Don't be mad at all of us. We ain't got nothing to do with that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I constantly get on my youngest daughter because she always goes, oh, well, your other kids. Stop. If I'm sitting here talking to you, worry about you. Don't worry about them. They're not. They're not worried about you. There's no competition. And it's sad because my mom and them used to be like that. And I couldn't stand it when I was young. Where you're, you know, this one is, well, you know, because everybody else. No, stop. Don't lock me in with everybody else. Stop. I'm not like everybody else. We're all individuals. And my pops embedded that in me. Real talk. My mother used to be like, oh, all of them are the same. No, my father strongly believed that. No, nah, don't, don't put them all together. That's who that is. That's who that is. That's who that is. Don't know. Everybody's not the same. Don't do that. And I'm grateful for that. Do my brothers and all them feel that way? No, not all the time because they'll try to lump everybody. Oh, I, you know how everybody is. No, you want to make a black person mad, just say everybody and then everybody will jump in. But I'm like, no, it's not everybody. Who who pissed you off? Oh, this one. Then that's who you be mad at. Real talk. Stop trying to put everybody in it. No, stop. You don't even know everybody. You ain't even left your own fucking borough. Sit down. Like, for real. You know, and then it's like, oh. It's just, I want y'all, if y'all don't go away with anything of what I said today, I really want y'all to understand that healing is a process. I don't care what story someone makes up in their head. That's their story. That's it. They, they don't know your life. Do not hand the pen over to someone that never walked your journey. Real talk. Let people talk and say what they want. They can come up with any story in their head. That's on them. And it speaks about their character, not yours. Real talk. Like, you know, you just have some people that are just stuck. They're stuck with the old version of you. They're stuck with the old version of them. And they don't want to move nowhere. And they're stuck. You know? And you just leave them where they are. Because maybe it's not your job to unstick them. It don't have nothing to do with them. So, so, um, real, like, yo, it's, it's a process. It's a process. It's a process. It's a process. And don't allow no one to disrupt that process. I love what Uncle Tim told me when my pops passed away, you know, everybody was me and a Another person that I know, you know, both our fathers have passed away. And I don't know what, what's with death and people, but it was like these dudes just wanted to date, right? And the other person, she was like, oh, you know, I need someone. And Uncle Tim told me something that I try to share with everyone else. When you are grieving, the last thing, if you're not married, the last thing you need to do is start a relationship. You have to go through that grieving process. Because if not, that person would be your crutch and you would not have grieved properly. And for some strange reason, I listened to Uncle Tim. The other person didn't. They got into a relationship and they are more miserable than you ever can imagine. 
And I did. I did not get into a relationship. I did not talk. And the guy that was trying to talk to me, Uncle Tim even went to him and said, hey, if you really like her, you will give her some space. She just lost her pops. She needs to grieve. She don't need to be dating. And I appreciate Uncle Tim because you know why? It came from a place of love. And he went through that. So it came also from a place of experience. Those are the people that I love because they are giving you sound advice of healing. You're going through things. If your partner doesn't respect it, yo, you got to find a way of communicating. But you got to go through that healing process. And it's good to have someone to go through it with you. But some journeys are left just for you. You don't have no company or no sidekick. And if you lost your mother, a child, anyone, heal. It's getting ready to be Children's Day, which is going to be hard for a lot of people if you celebrate that. It's great to be Father's Day. Man, these are are some hard holidays that's coming that people are so used to having. Grandparents Day, when they did the mass shooting up in Buffalo in the supermarket. That was Senior Citizens Day that that dude killed those people. These kids now have to go without their mama and papa and them or, or, you know, their parents, their grandparents. They're not here. So they have to deal with that. These holidays do exist. You have Grandparents Day, Sibling Day, Father's Day, Mother's Day, Children's Day. You know, come on. You got schools that are getting ready to let out. That's graduating. Those schools that shot up, they're not having ceremonies and stuff. They got, it's going to be reading a list of the children that are no longer here. That's a hard pill to swallow. Usually prom be like, yo, flashy. Social media be shut down with the bitlies and everything that was brought. A lot of graduations ain't even really been airing like that. Because people are still trying to get past the notion of they're grieving. So if you can't do anything else, pray for them. Pray for them. You got a lot of people that's in the hospital trying to fight for their lives because they got hit with COVID in the late part. Their bodies can't function. So pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Instead of, instead of, Pray for them. Pray for them. And I'm grateful for everyone that reached out. I'm grateful for them sharing their stories. I pray for their strength and their healing. I'm grateful to be able to give people a safe space to talk and be themselves with no judgment. I am grateful for that. I'm forever grateful. And I believe the day that I start acting different, it'll be the day that I just toss in the towel. Because if I'm coming to you and I'm hurting and you can't help me, don't pretend like you are. Just to say to the world that you made me a plate or that, you know, you want to talk bad about me. Healers should never gossip about the people they're helping. Real talk. Give people a safe space so they can be themselves. That's what people want. Just so they can be themselves. It's the human thing to do. When we've become so socially inclined, we forgot about that. 
I was telling my son, I said, you know, in this day and age, if when you see someone sitting down having tea or coffee and having a conversation, it's like watching a unicorn. <laughs> it's so it's so rare. Because usually everybody's in their phone, FaceTime and texting. It's no more of the interacting in the physical world. It's more or less the cyber world. You want to know something, go check on social media. You'll find out everything. And when you get around people, the first thing they say is, I don't really know how to say nothing to nobody. You know, I'm usually on social media. If I'm behind a keyboard, what? So we're really losing those basics. That's why I appreciate the restaurants and the places that say, we don't have Wi-Fi. Talk to each other. I love those places. There's a few, especially on Queens Boulevard. It is a few, and I love them for that. I do. We don't have Wi-Fi. Talk to each other. Great with some cool jazz music playing in the back. Let's talk. Let's. How's life? How is everything? How is you, How are you doing? How's your mental? How's your children? How are you doing as a person? Talk. When the last book you read? Oh my God, I read that too. That's so amazing. You know, yesterday, I did. I spent uh, Mother's Day with my two grandsons. Right, one is ten months, the other one is fifteen. I have a, my son always say I have a six book collection. That's why I don't let him in my house no more if he's listening because he took a few of my books and he think I ain't getting them back, but I sure am. I'm waiting. Don't worry. I got the patience of Job. I can wait. So my grandson, he's looking through and he's like, oh my God, you got this book? And I'm thinking he's going to pick up one of the fiction stories, but I got them all, right? And he picks up Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So you know that's about... You know, changing the narrative, your mentality of the poverty mindset and, you know, teaching of generational wealth and stuff. He said, I know, I know. He said, yo, I want to read this. I said, you see, that book is, I'm, I'm very, my, my right hand, she's very, you know, like me with my books. And when I messed her books up, I brought a whole set. I brought a brand new ones. Like, yo, here. Because I know how I am about my books. So I, I'm not going to. You know, I'm not going to do the same to you. I'd rather just buy you a new one in, you know, my bag. So, um, and it was, it was beyond my control because where I was staying then, you know, if I wasn't there, then someone else. So anyway, I am, I'm very like, yo, my books. And I used to be so carefree that I have books that's not even printed that I let people borrow. And if you go online and see these books now, they cost $4,000. I only pay $12. And I know these people have these books and they ain't going to let them go. And I'm like, wow. You know, like, I let you read it and you act like it's yours. How I got to borrow my shit back from you? But, okay. Um, so I told him. I said, yo, you know, I'm really... He said, no, Grandma, I'm going to read this book and I'm going to give it back. I said, please. because He said, no, nah, you got a lot of books. And it... it it's amazing, right? It's not amazing that children read. I, I see when I be traveling, like, I see more teenage. You know, I see older people online on their laptops and stuff, and I see a lot of young people reading books. And I'm like, wow. Now, growing up, it was the opposite. I see young people, you know, on whatever device they had, and I see older people reading books. But now the energy shift. Anywhere in the airport where I go, it's normally... Older people pull out their laptops online and younger people with a book, a paperback or hardcover book that they're reading. And I was like, wow. And it's nothing that 
you would think they would be reading. Like, the first thing you'll think is, oh, they're young, they're going to read Harry Potter or whatever. No, they read Richard Dad, Poor Dad, uh, The Spirit of a Man. Like, they reading books to enhance their mental. And I'm like, wow, yo, I like that. Like, yo, and I, I just be amazed and be like, wow. And I have to, you know, teach myself. Like, I, that's why I wear shades because I'll be staring, like, in my head, like, wow, they're really reading this book. Like, okay, shout out. So, I love y'all. I want y'all to know that everything takes time. There's no rush. We're not rushing to no end of the race. The end of the race is death because the race is over and we're not rushing to our death. So take your time. Take your time. If you have someone you can talk to or you have a therapist license or, you know, you have a support group, great. If not, then find you one. And if you can't have a safe space with people, then those are not your people. I don't care if they blood relative or not. Those are not your people. The one thing that I can give you, we can't make grieving easier or rushing. It's a process. The most I can tell you is to read Psalms 64, the universal Psalm, or Psalm 51. Purge me with his sop, wash me so I can be clean and white as snow. May my bones see a joy and gladness. Yeah, that. And Joshua 1 and 9. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be neither afraid nor dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, wheresoever thou goest. So wherever you go, the great creator is right there with you. So you already know you're protected and you're safe to grieve, to heal. You know your ancestors and everyone else is right there with you. Yeah, you would want them there physically. But sometimes you got to just focus on the spiritual. That's where you lean on even more. Trust me, you will thank me later. Stay positive. Stay, stay prayed. Stay with a happy mindset. A positive one. And celebrate. I know it's hard right now, but celebrate of all the beautiful lessons and the things they taught you while they were living. Because that's a parent's job, to teach you how to live in this world as though they were not. I'm grateful for my father for teaching me that lesson. And I'm praying that my children have the same input so when it's time for me to go, they can maneuver. As though I'm not here on the physical. But spiritual, I'll be right there. I love y'all. Thank you.